0: Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Microbe. It is December 2022 and I am Irina Dallavecchia. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Dr. David Cameron, Senior Scientist at Debio Farm in Lausanne, Switzerland. We will be talking about his and his collaborators' recent study, Efficacy of Phage Therapy in Preclinical Models of Bacterial Infection, A Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. Which he contributed to while working at the Bern University Hospital in Bern, Switzerland. Thank you for joining us today, David. Your study is a systematic review and meta analysis of phage therapy in preclinical models. Could you provide us with some context about phage therapy?
1: Certainly. So, phage therapy is the use of bacterial viruses for the treatment of infectious diseases. So bacteriophages, or simply phages, they require a bacterial host for replication, and then they cause bacteria to burst as part of their natural life life cycle as a virus. And it is this lytic property that has seen them as potential uh, treatments for infectious diseases. And so this has been something that's been investigated for over 100 years. However, the the outcome from early clinical work with bacteriophages produced mixed findings clinically. And at the same time, the development of antibiotics really um, started to emerge. And so most Most countries ended up favouring the use of antibiotics for the treatment of infectious diseases. That being said, there are some European countries, namely Georgia and Poland, Eastern European countries, that have a very rich history of the clinical use of bacteriophage therapy. And I think more recently... The, the global interest in phage therapy has re, been renewed, and that's mainly due to the, the emergence of antibiotic resistance. So the reason that bacteriophages are a, a, a potential solution or one of the solutions for the antimicrobial resistance crisis is that they kill bacteria in a, in a way that is distinct from antibiotics. And so that's where the, 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 sort of, um, the reinvigoration of phage therapy is, is largely stemming from.
0: Given this renewed global interest and the apparent appeal of phage therapy, particularly in the antimicrobial resistance crisis, why is it not more widely used? What evidence is currently available of its efficacy in humans and what led you to undertake your study in preclinical models?
1: What, what I think regulatory agencies and also many clinicians are waiting to see is the unequivocal demonstration of efficacy for phage therapy in um, gold-standard, randomised, controlled clinical trials which fit into the framework of evidence-based medicine. So that, that being said, particularly over the last 20 years, uh, there have been a number of compelling findings coming from, from case studies where, where phages may have been used in a compassionate fashion for very difficult to treat infections. However, the issue that we have with this type of, of study is it lacks adequate controls. And so this is why um, certainly my research and the research of my um, team has focused on using animal models, because here we we can really probe the efficacy of phage therapy in well-controlled settings.
0: Could you give us an overview of your systematic review and meta-analysis and its main findings?
1: So the first key finding from the study was that in animal models at least, Phages can be very effective at reducing the, the bacterial burden at the site of infection, as well as to, to essentially prevent mortality in our um, experimental models. However, what we also found was that for many of the studies that we assessed, there was a high risk of bias and i think that this was due mainly to inadequate reporting of the experimental methodology so and this is something that needs to be addressed in future studies but i also what we we what we identified more broadly is a, a possible disconnect from the bench to the bedside so in our preclinical models what we should really be trying to do is try to inform the application of phage therapy in humans. But what, what we were finding was that, that the, the way that they were assessed in animals did not necessarily match the most likely use in humans. So I'll give an example. More than 50% of the trials that we included in our um, meta-analysis and systematic review, they used a single phage, whereas we... We think, and I think the the clinical consensus is that that multiple phages should be included in cocktails and this will likely to broaden the applicability of the the phage cocktail to to multiple different organisms, but also it should mitigate the risk of the resistance emerging to an individual phage. So I think that in future trials, multiple phages should be assessed. Similarly, most of the, the studies that we assessed they used a single dose, whereas in the clinical studies that we we have um, observed, most will use multiple doses. And so there is a possible disconnect here.
0: It seems your study will be useful in guiding future preclinical and possibly also clinical research. Could you run us through the main implications of your findings for the field?
1: Well, I think that the the, the first main implication is that that we as researchers need to appreciate the minimal amount of information that needs to be reported for us to be able to synthesise meta-analyses and systematic reviews. So that might be simply just mentioning that the study was blinded or that the study was randomised. So I doubt that that is necessarily specific to the field of phage therapy, but this could be more broadly problematic. And second. I think that the study helped to identify some knowledge gaps in our preclinical assessment of phages for therapy. And I think one of the major ones, which I touched on earlier, is, is the, the dosing. So how do we dose phages in humans? And that's something that could be informed by future uh, use of, of uh, preclinical models.
0: And finally, what do you think is next for phage therapy, both in terms of future research and its use in the clinic?
1: I think, in my mind, the the animal models should be used to help to inform the human dose. So if we think about antibiotics, you could use uh, well-established animal models of infection to to identify the pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic drivers of of efficacy, and that will help to inform, to predict uh, how much drug we need to use and how many times we need to use it, essentially. So this, this is not going to be... Identical for phage therapy because they are two very distinct ent- entities. One example is that bacteriophages in the presence of a, of a susceptible bacterial host will actually increase in concentration and so this may be something that we that, that will need to be considered when we think about dosing for and looking for therapeutic efficacy and I think more generally moving forward with with phage therapy. And this is as we try to tackle antibiotic resistance. I think what we should be trying to do is rather than replace antibiotic therapy with phage therapy, we should be trying to have them uh, harmonise as much as possible so that they can work together so that we can have a long-term solution for bacterial infections.
0: Many thanks again, David.
1: It was my pleasure.
0: You can read Dr Cameron's research online now at thelancet.com. Thank you, Dr. Cameron, and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With The Lancet Microbe wherever you usually get your podcasts.